Hey everybody and welcome back to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. I am your host, Josh Sanchez. And man, a lot has happened since the last time I've spoken with you guys. Man, the 76ers got a new president. Football and COVID, I don't know what's been going on. But we're going to get into every bit of, every little bit of those two topics for today's podcast. And before we get started, you can tune in every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Just search Swoop Radio and I will pop right up. This election has been crazy. I don't know about you guys, but I don't know why. We don't know who our president is yet. I'm still just waiting and waiting. Right now, Biden does have the lead, but Trump wants to do a revote. So that's probably going to be a long process. So just, you guys just got to take it day by day. I don't know about you guys, but this week has been mad stressful when it comes to that because I just want to know who is going to be the 46th president of the United States or will Donald Trump uh, continue his tenure? Anyway, now back to the task at hand. We are going to get into a couple topics. For the first topic, I'm going to talk about the 76ers and uh, Daryl Morey. That he is the new Sixers president. He was a, he was on 97.5 The Fanatic, and he interviewed Mike Missinelli um, on his show from two to six on Wednesday. And I tuned in and I listened to it, and he seems really excited about Joel Embiid. Uh, Maury mentioned it specifically that Joel Embiid has been going to the Sixers facility two times a day, working out and training and getting his body right. Um, He did talk about Simmons a little bit, but it was mostly about Embiid. And ever since he became the president of basketball operations for the Philadelphia 76ers, there has been trade talks for James Harden, Drew Holiday, and Devin Booker. So what we're going to start today's podcast with is I'm going to rank them one through three as the best options for the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, for James Harden and Devin Booker, Ben Simmons would probably have to be traded. And depending on where you are, Ben Simmons is 24 years old. He can do so much, but his one flaw is definitely detrimental to your team. And you're going to have to give him up and probably a couple first round picks to get a Devin Booker and get a James Harden. So... I just want you guys to understand that criteria, whereas Drew Holiday, you don't have to. So I just wanted to give you guys a quick little criteria before I rank these three to one, because obviously the Eagles are on their bye week. So this is just all Sixers basketball talk, because I honestly think the Sixers would be better with the with any three of these guys, honestly. Um, and it's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen and what's going to transpire. And in other news, the NBA, they have agreed to start December 22nd, or they have two options, my fault, guys. Either the start, either starts December 22nd and play a 72-game season or start January 18th and play a 60-game season. I definitely think they should take the second option just because it gives another, it gives everyone just a chance to get their team ready, free agency, figure out everything. And also hopefully COVID will die down by then. But task at hand, 
Time to rank the Sixers trades from three to one. So I'm going to start at number three. And it's not a knock on his greatness. But James Harden coming to Philly is my number three. Only because you have a guy in James Harden. James James Harden and Joel Embiid would take the league by storm. And absolutely dominate the, the NBA. Um, all three of these, all three of these trades will only help the 76ers. So all three of these trades are positive. But the reason why I have James Harden's trade, if, if they were to trade for James Harden as my third out of the three, is because James Harden is 31 years old. And the window for him and Joel Embiid to win is small. And I know it would be it would be James Harden, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid. You would probably give up Simmons and Al Horford probably. Or maybe even if you keep Al, Al will come off the bench or whatever trade it'll be. But you lose a guy in Simmons that's 24 years old. Is one of the best two-way players of the game. First team all defender. And James Harden, I know he, he accommodates 60% of, 60 points a game. On offense, that's what he averages between his passes and his scoring. And the tandem of him and Joel Embiid would be absolutely dominant. You can't go small ball because Embiid would dominate. But if you go double center and stop Embiid, then James Harden will run loose and cook and cook the guard play. So the tandem of James Harden and Joel Embiid would be amazing. The only thing I knock is just the age and. I'm one of those guys that wants to see Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid try and play together with Doc Rivers. Um, I would love to really see what Doc Rivers can bring to the table and help boost Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid's games and get the best out of them two players before we try and trade for James Harden. But James Harden, you know what you're going to get from him. He's a prolific scorer. Now he's going to have to change his game. He's got to be more of a catch-and-shoot guy if he comes to Philly. He's not going to be so as much so ISO, step back. He can do those when the team needs a bucket. But for the most part, feed the ball down low to Joel, kick it out, shooters wide open, and James Harden's going to have to modify and change his game a little bit. And that's another reason why I have it in my bottom three is, is James Harden willing to do that because James Harden is a volume shooter. He needs to shoot his shots. And the more shots he takes, the more in rhythm he gets into the game. James Harden really needs the ball in his hands. So that's just something that I look at when I look at all three of these trades. And my second one definitely is a little bit of an upgrade. My second one is the Devin Booker trade, trading Ben Simmons. Both guys are 24 years old. Devin Booker is actually younger than Ben Simmons by a month or by a couple months. So that would be very interesting. And the reason why I rank Devin Booker ahead of a James Harden is because Devin Booker is younger and Devin Booker is more of a catch and shoot. Yes, he can in Phoenix. He has the ball in his hands a lot because he's the only guy that can really score. But with him and Joel Embiid, that would be a great one two punch. Definitely the Sixers would have that lethal shooter. I think Devin Booker is also a little bit better defender than James Harden and a little bit better of a passer than James Harden. I know James Harden throws dimes and stuff, but it's mainly on lob. It was on lobs to Capella and stuff. But I honestly think Devin Booker is younger, more athletic, a little bit more athletic because he's younger. 
and is more of that catch and shoot fit and also can dribble and get you a bucket. So that's why I have Devin Booker at number two. And then my number one best trade for the Philadelphia 76ers, and I'm I'm only saying this because I don't want to see Ben Simmons leave yet, but adding Drew Holiday one, this trade would be great because the Sixers would not have to give up Ben Simmons and Drew Holiday is a is a huge upgrade to Josh Richardson. Drew Holiday's three-point shooting is not really the best. He shoots 35%, which is league average. But Drew Holiday is a pass-first, two-way player that can lock up, that can lock you down defensively, lock down the starting point guards or the best shooting guard on the team, and then also run the offense and feed everyone the ball. And that's something that you need. You need a guy, a veteran guy that can create his own shot a little bit, set up people, and also is not scared of the moment. And that's one thing Drew Holiday is not. And I really think Drew Holiday would tag along, would be the perfect guard to complement Simmons and Embiid. They need a guy that can that can hit the occasional jump shot, but also run the pick and rolls with Joel Embiid and get him the ball. That, that's something that only Ben Simmons could really do is get Joel with the ball. And he can't even run pick and rolls with Embiid because Simmons is scared to shoot a jump shot. So when you add a guy in Drew Holiday, it's perfect. Perfect fit for Philadelphia. You don't have to give up that much. You probably have to give up Al Horford and probably a first-round pick. But that's something that's something that is nothing compared to letting one of your two superstars walk when you haven't really seen them play yet. So just to recap, that is my my top three Sixers trades ranked from three to from three to two to one. And I also don't want people to forget about Buddy Heald because Buddy Heald is a catch and shoot knockdown shooter. And I would absolutely love if Buddy Heald was traded for like Al Horford or something and a pick. It would be interesting to see. So that's another name that I would keep your eye on. But now that Daryl Morey is the Sixers president of basketball operations. He is known for his trades, and him and Doc Rivers are very close, and I really like the culture the Sixers are starting to bring. We had questions about ownership last offseason and coaching. We have none of those now, and I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with the Philadelphia 76ers before the season starts. The NBA draft is also coming up. I have honestly have no idea who the Sixers are going to take just because I didn't get a chance to see March Madness this year and see all the prospects play. It's a lot of global um, prospects that I really haven't got a lot of film on. But this concludes the first topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. I hope you guys stick around. I'm going to talk about the Eagles on their bye week and also give you guys my weekly predictions. I went 4-1 last week and I've been killing it. But for now, stay tuned. You're listening to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Hey everyone and welcome to the second topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Earlier I got into the Sixers and talked some Sixers basketball with you guys. But we are going to conclude today's podcast 
with week nine predictions in the NFL and obviously recap a little bit of what went down last week. Before I get started, the Green Bay Packers and the 49ers played last night. There is a lot of injuries on the 49ers side. There is a lot of injuries, period, with COVID. Uh, One of the Eagles players tested positive for COVID-19. Also, uh, players from all over the league, pretty much. Some guys from the Packers tested positive with the running backs. Like, it's it's crazy. It's it's just insane the amount of people are testing positive for COVID. But the thing with football is if baseball can get through it, basketball can get through it, we're going to finish the season. And that's what the NFL is taking. They're taking that approach to finish the season no matter how many people test positive for COVID, get football done, and hopefully these all these players have a speedy recovery because... Some Ravens got it, some Steelers got it, Eagles got it, Cowboys got it, everyone's got it. So we just got to push through these tough times. And I honestly think the league needs to change their protocol a little bit. Playoff time, they should make it a bubble because as you guys are seeing, man, COVID, it's spreading everywhere. And the 49ers definitely were hurt by the injury bug because Green Bay just... Green Bay is probably is Green Bay won last night. So, so will COVID affect the rest of these teams? We shall find out. But let's get into what happened last week. Obviously, you guys know my picks last week. I picked the Eagles to beat Dallas. The Eagles won twenty three to nine, even though they looked terrible. I picked the Bills to beat the Patriots. The Bills won twenty four to twenty one. Cam Newton had a late fumble. It was absolutely brutal. But the Patriots will probably turn it around, though. The only game I got wrong, I got the Steelers game wrong. I thought the Ravens were going to win, but Lamar Jackson had four turnovers. And the Pittsburgh Steelers defense had a pick six and really dominated this game 28-24. Then I picked the Saints to beat the Bears. The Saints won 26-23. Will Lutz had like four field goals in the game. And the Bears just continue to just not, they just can't make the key plays when the offense needs to. And then the last game I got right was the Seahawks beating the San Francisco 49ers 37-27. And George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt in that game. And it looks like the 49ers season is over. Now, as I'm looking into Week 9's games, I'm going to give you guys probably four or five games. And we'll go, we'll go along as is... Uh, The Eagles are on a bye week, so I will not be doing the Eagles game this week. But I have some games that I can can make up for you guys. Starting with the Buffalo Bills and the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are going to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. I actually like the Buffalo Bills to beat this game, to win this game. I think it's going to be another close game, but the Seattle Seahawks are a good team. But they have a lot of holes in that secondary. I think Stephon Diggs has 10 catches. For, for over 100 yards and two touchdowns. I like the Bills to win 31-26. to 26. Josh Allen and the Bills get a big win and solidify their case as one of the top teams in the AFC. My next one, Titans and Bears. The Titans have lost two straight. The Bears have also lost two straight. I like the Tennessee Titans to win this game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. 
And if it's low scoring, I could see either one of these teams winning. But I trust Ryan Tannehill more than I trust Nick Foles in the Bears offense. I like the Titans to win 21-18 to last second field goal. Next, Ravens and the Colts. Both teams are 5-2. I like Baltimore to beat the Colts. I think it's going to be another defensive game. The Ravens' defense is really good. Colts' defense is really good. But I think the Ravens win 24-20. to Phillip Rivers throws a key interception in this game. So, so far, three games down as I'm looking. I'm done. I'm officially done doing Cowboys games. So, I'm not doing the Steelers and Cowboys. That's just too easy. So, and instead of the Cowboys, I'm going to do Dolphins-Cardinals. I like the Cardinals to beat the Dolphins in this game. I... I the Dolphins are a sneaky team, honestly. I honestly think the Dolphins beat the Cardinals. Sorry, guys. I'm switching that pick. I think the Dolphins' defense has been rolling, and I think they give um, Murray some fits. And I really, I think Tua last game, he kind of was like, eh, like my first game on the field. I think he has a big game this week. Dolphins improved to 5-3. and three. Cardinals will fall to 5-3. and three. I like the Dolphins to win 28-20. to 20. And my last game of the week, Saints-Buccaneers. I love, this is my lock of the week, Tampa Bay. I think the Buccaneers are going to steamroll, not steamroll, but I think they're going to defeat the Saints. I like Brady over Breeze right now. I know the Saints won week one, but the Buccaneers are really trying to find themselves. Chris Godwin's coming back. Antonio Brown will also be playing. I love the Buccaneers to win this game. 31 to 20. I really think the Buccaneers take that next step and solidify themselves as the best team in the NFC. So to recap my picks, I got the Bills beating the Seahawks, Titans beating the Bears, Ravens beating the Colts, Dolphins beating the Cardinals, and the Buccaneers beating the Saints. And for the year, just to make you just to make this clear with you guys, I went four and one last week. So I am 23. 10 and 1. So I am no 23 11 and 1 guys, I'm sorry. So for the record for the year I am 23 11 and 1. Hopefully I'll continue this hot streak. But you guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio and on Google Podcasts. And man, be safe out there, guys, especially with COVID-19 and also with this election. You just got to take it day by day, guys, and we'll find out who's finally going to win the election. But tune in every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. But for now, this is Josh signing off. Swoop!